1: On Gidea, it's now time for the midweek masterclass.
2: Trying to find you a few winners um, uh, tomorrow afternoon across our metro tracks and the gallops. Gareth, uh, Mr. Barbendy himself. Are they going to take us further to Dubai or just to the UK? She's just going to the UK, I think. There was there was talk that she might even go to America after that, but at the moment it's just the UK. Let's try and find you a winner um Tomorrow afternoon, and Mitchy Lewis is back. he have got Sandown and Strathalbyn to try and help us back a winner there. We'll start with Sandown, as We welcome you back.
1: Hi, Gareth. Yeah, uh, Sandown. I thought it'd be pretty interesting. I think we've been going okay with a, a few value picks the last couple of weeks, but
2: I sort of struggled
1: to find a little bit of value there. But I'm I'm confident in a few picks if that makes sense.
2: Yep. All right then, mate. Yeah, it does make sense. So you take it away. Uh, So
1: in race one, uh, number nine, Quickster, I think it will be pretty hard to beat. I thought it had the runs on the board last prep. It's probably a little bit short now, so I'm waiting until something comes with a two in front of it. But I think that horse, um, what it did last prep, would be pretty hard to beat in this
2: race. All right then, mate. Um, What else have you got for us?
1: Race four, number seven, Outback Miss at this stage is probably going to be my best bet. She's undefeated at this stage. She's resuming. She's been trialing well. Barrier four and enough speed. I think Celine Gaudry can put her in a good position. I think she'll be forwards enough or probably just sitting off the pace. Um, And I think she looks to have the most upside in this race. So Outback Miss, I think we'll win race four.
2: All right, then. Like the confidence there. So Outback Miss with Bet365 in race number four. We're getting around um, Outback Miss. Where is Outback Miss? There she is. Um, We're getting around 230 for her. What else have you got? The
1: one I thought that I had that was probably uh, of value uh, and I was willing to risk the favourite was race five, number four, the real thing. So he's up to the 1,600 metres here. I think it, I think it's going to suit him a lot better. Um, the four, like He was over the 1,400 last time, but he was making ground late. So I think up to the 1,600 now, fourth up probably suits him. I think he maps pretty well because I think there's horses like Yosemite Foles and Obedience put the speed into the race for him to be able to set him up over that 1,600-metre trip. So he's probably been by one at value, even though it's not a stack of value, Gareth.
2: Yep, yeah, all right, mate. So there your plays there at Sandown. What about at Strathalbyn?
1: Yeah, Strathalbyn's interesting. I'm probably...
2: I've got one that I think we want to have a look
1: at backing early and then a couple of the other maidens I might just save for um, tomorrow because I'm not 100% sure what the market wants to do with those. But race seven, number one, done my glass. Uh, I think this horse... He showed a lot of good promise in his career. He was coming off uh, a long spell when he resumed two starts back. He's third up now. I think his prime's ready to go. He's won here at Stratford before barrier two. He likes to go forwards. I think it puts him in a pretty good spot. Um, He's been quite competitive in Metro level races. So I think that just putting him out here to give him a bit of confidence, I'm hoping 280 plus, I think he's a bet.
2: All right, then any other news, any other tips?
1: Uh, no, I'm going to hold there for Strathair, but I think I'll have a couple more tomorrow. But like I said, there's four maidens that are that are quite open. So, um, look, I thought race one, number seven, maybe under the cone is probably one that I'm having a look at, but I'm a little bit concerned that they'll bring him up a little bit short just because he's got that Richard and Chantel jolly name there that perhaps he'll be too short for us. But he's probably one that I'm looking at.
2: All right, then. Um, we've got a tip for a horse at Benalla today called White Bear. Good morning, Gareth. I follow the <laughs> Sham Express progeny closely. I'm keen to see how White Bear performs first up today at is Slightly sobering that Jody Charles has only ridden two winners from 36 tries for the Moroni Stable, but um, I think it's a terrific day, a terrific chance. Have a good day. That's from Tony from Frankston South. Um, you're bullish, aren't you? Uh, no. Well, No, I think he's a little bit
1: short, White Bear. I just wrote one of my articles that have been flicking around on my Twitter, Gareth, and I'm willing to risk him at his current price. There are a couple others in the race that might, I think he's going to find a wall of horses that he need a bit of luck for. So he is drifting a little bit now. I I sort of recommended if you were getting 350 to four, he'd be a better play. What
2: race is White Bear in? Um, Uh, He's in race eight. Yeah, race eight, 320 first up.
1: Yeah, I had a horse like Blame the Whiskey, potentially, who just gets the map and might be in a good position. Then. And I also thought All England at a bit of value was going to be a chance in that race from Barrier 2. All
2: right, then. There's a few more questions coming through you to, for you today, mate. Um, Osmar, you thought about your thoughts about his chances?
1: I thought Osmar was the biggest danger to Outback Miss. I just sort of had a look at the... I tipped in last start at Moonee Valley, and I thought it was a massive run to come yep. from where he did to nearly win. Uh, I just sort of thought Outback Miss Fresh, uh, over the, uh, on a track that, again, might favour leaders, probably sets up nicely for her. So um, he's definitely my main danger in that race, in the, my opinion.
2: Yeah, Osmar's awesome. actually for Godolphin there, but trained by the Freedmans, the, the daughter of Exofear. So, um, yeah, she looks to be well-placed, but we'll follow you in there with Outback Miss. Good on you, brother. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. I'll chat to you tomorrow. Thanks for that question there to, to Scotty, who's keen on Osmar and that same race of Outback miss there at Sandown tomorrow. So that's a look at Sandown and Strathalbyn with the midweek masterclass with Mitchie Lewis. Of course, it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold go, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Mark Roden and Peter Anthony. We'll take a look at Hawkesbury and Ascot. Racing at Hawkesbury on a Wednesday afternoon there in New South Wales. Heavy eight rails in the true. There might be a few scratchings there tomorrow. Hello to you, Mark Roden. Hello to you, Gareth Hall. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Difficult to do your midweek masterclass when you are got a heavy eight to work with. What do you think the track will be like come tomorrow afternoon?
3: Uh, hard to be too optimistic. There's a few more showers uh, predicted between now and race time, so any improvement we'd, we'd be lucky to get, I, I fear.
2: All right then, mate. What are we expecting um, tomorrow then from a punting b- point of view? What do you like?
3: Yeah, I've found a couple. As you say, it's a bit tricky to be too confident uh, until you have a look at what the track's doing. I reckon I'll get off fence in the straight, uh, to be honest. but um, just found a couple that I think will uh, appreciate the conditions. Starting in race six, number two, Owen County. Um, bounced back to his best form um, at Gosford last start with a pretty strong win, Uh sort of got back in the field, uh worked into the race before the turn and won running away. Uh if he can do uh I from the wide gate they'll go back on him again, I'm pretty sure, and try and work into the race. And one thing about him is he'll he will appreciate the wet ground, there's no doubt about that. Um hopefully now he's found that best form, he can he can hold it. You can get around three dollars eighty, which I think is um a pretty fair price in this field.
2: All right then mate, love it there. So three eighty is the first play with Bet three six five. What else have you got?
3: Um on to the next race um Race seven, the favourite again, number three, Hawkesbury. This looks a good thing to me. It's a bit shorter than I usually like to play. You can get a ninety five at the moment. I'd love $2, but I do think it looks a pretty fair thing. She's a Frankel filly who won very easily on debut at Kembala's uh, prep, importantly on wet ground. Um, started favourite at Newcastle first up, struck a very slow pace there. Um, Might have brought her undone. But it was still a pretty good run. She'll take uh, some fitness benefit from that and Nashville with a hops on very importantly. So that aligned with the um the wet ground, which she's going to appreciate. Uh just I think she's better than these. Yeah, might might get the two dollars. There's been backing for the second favourite in early markets, Star May. Um Star May will probably lead, but unless there's a lot of stretchings, there's gonna be a fair bit of pressure again for her and it might just suit the Hawkesbury better. Yeah, as I say, looks a looks a fair thing.
2: All right then, mate, they're the only two plays there tomorrow. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we'll just tread pretty warily at this stage until we see what happens with that uh, track.
2: Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. No problem. There's Bye. Mark Roden. 10 minutes at 10 o'clock. This is the Midweek Masterclass on this Tuesday. Don't go anywhere. Chris Nelson will join us just after 10 o'clock to look at Ipswich on a Wednesday afternoon. Pete Anthony is to join us for this big program at Ascot tomorrow. 12 races there tomorrow at Ascot. So we'll have a, have a chat to Pete Anthony and surely you can... Help us find a couple of winners there at Ascot tomorrow with that big program. Big program at Ascot tomorrow as we continue on the midweek masterclass here on Giddy Up. 12 races, a lot of these meetings are being postponed or abandoned because of the hot weather. It's pretty hot once again across in the west. And Pete Anthony joins us. G'day, Pete.
0: Yeah, g'day, Gareth.
2: Will they race tomorrow? That's the question.
0: Oh, yeah, they'll be racing tomorrow. I think it's the first time uh, in quite a while where the forecast is been a little bit kinder and there hasn't been the looming threat of 40 plus so yeah um, they'd certainly make the most of it by having 12 on the card but yeah it's um it's an interesting card I'm expecting an even track Uh, there's a bit of a southwesterly forecast pretty early in the day so they should be able to make ground as well
2: first race is at 12.03 WA time last race is at 6.30 so it's a long old day for everybody where do we start with your specials
0: Well, look, I think in race... uh, I've got to get get my numbers right here, (laughs) because there's so many of them. If we start off in race three on the card... um, Look, I've been with this horse a few times previously, Bondi Plunge. I thought the run first up was actually pretty good. It was on that horrendously biased track where... The leaders basically just won everything. Um, the horse did stalk the speed and did have every opportunity to run down the leader. But it was first up without a without a trial at all. And I think this looks a really suitable race for the horse. Um, look, we should be able to find position three wide with cover. Brad Parnham on board, who has ridden the horse previously. Look, It's just one of those horses that, based off their data and most of their runs, you should be going pretty close. Uh, she should be going close, I should say. I'm not sure what price we'll get, but I'm hoping for around $3 plus.
2: All right, beautiful what else have you got for us mate
0: There's another one coming up uh, smaller field race 5 number 2 SAS machine uh, this horse has scratched due to the hot weather a few weeks ago haven't seen it since it's two very sharp trials but this should be pretty push button just go straight to the front dictate and kick away into the straight so Race five, number two, SAS Machine. Looking to see how that horse goes returning for its
2: second prep. So race five, number two, SAS Machine for the Casey's. And Maddie Derrick is flying at the moment across there in the west. Is that all, brother?
0: Yeah, that's all at the moment. The feature in the challenge stakes is pretty much rusted on in terms of the market i'm not exactly sure there's a great deal of value there but it's good to see a horse like investment strategy going toe-to-toe with a lot of good men once again and look, there's a few others there that are trying to step up against the harder opposition that might have some minor claims but those two i think pretty much the market right there
2: yeah investment strategy one for neville Parnham taking on a lot of good men they haven't missed him this preparation one two three four five six that's his seventh run this prep you don't usually yeah, see he that a that
0: little had that freshen up after the, uh, the northerly stakes and look, obviously, probably should have placed, I think um, yeah. it's fair to say, if you watch the replay, the horse was pretty unlucky to be running fifth in that race. So, yeah, the, the Group 1 quality uh, obviously is dictating the market into some of these lesser features.
2: All right, then, Pete, um, hopefully you enjoyed Magic Millions Day. It was a funny old day there, but um, always a good day and um, we'll catch up with you during the week.
0: Will do. Go, on, well, go.
2: There's Pete Anthony there. It's quickly approaching 10 o'clock. This is Giddy Up. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Don't forget you can get in contact with us with SEN Talk. It's a new way you can talk to us. Go to the SEN app. Click on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Press the Talk button. Record your message and we'll play it on the show. 10 o'clock news time. Great to be with you on this Tuesday morning, just times flying. This morning, great to be at Caulfield today, ahead of their big day on Blue Diamond Stakes Day. If you missed any of the show so far, Kieran Mo- Kieran Mar was fascinating with his his comments regarding the the tactics there of Jimmy's Star on Saturday, and he gave an explanation that made sense. And um, yeah, so it was interesting to catch up with Kieran. He gave a, a um, his opinion about gold trip and his first up run in the Peter Young on Saturday, the superstar middle distance galloper, the Melbourne cup champ. So, um, yeah, it was great to catch up with Kieran. They've got Spywire as well, engaged in the blue diamond stakes on Saturday. He worked nicely at Cranbourne today. We also caught up with Benny Gleason, still no decision on where in parrot tree goes, parrot trees goes next. If I was a betting man, I'd be thinking that she probably goes to the, the Mooney Valley race. um, and then to the T.J. Smith, I, don't, I, I think it's unlikely that she'll go to a a, a new market handicap and have to and, and carry top weight. So time will tell there. Henry DeWy happy with his furor. She worked nicely at Ballarat today head of the Oakley Plate. Nassim Dilmi says that Pericles is more likely to go to the Faturity than the Peter Young, and he'll take on a Mr. Bright side at Group One level weight for age fourteen hundred metres. Attrition will also get, go there. And Mitchie Friedman, um took Attrition to Caulfield today. Benny Mallon rode him and he was happy with his work. And Coleman, he's one of the favourites for the Blue Diamond. He worked like a good horse today. Mar pointed it out to me when I interviewed him. And, and Benny Mallon said he'll be winning after that piece of work. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to be at Caulfield there today. Talking about interesting, let's catch up with our great mate, Chris Nelson. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. They're at Ipswich on a Wednesday. G'day, chris
4: Good morning, Gareth. Uh, some, some good news there, some really good uh, info, and I can't wait for the Blue Diamond on Saturday. It's going to be a cracking
2: race. Who do you like?
4: Well, I'll wait for barrier draws, but, gee, I love Lady of Camelot's win in Sydney last night. Yeah. Uh, that was just uh, dominant. He goes up against some uh, some pretty smart horses, someone just looking here at the bodyguard, etc. cetera. Uh, that's a really good... The two-year-olds this season are just unbelievable. I'm really enjoying uh, watching these two-year-olds this year.
2: Yeah, they're better than the two-year-olds last season. I think we're seeing that with the yep. three-year-olds this time around. Like, Militarise is very good. but And he was good the other day, Militarise. But I think the Cox Plate can be a good guide as well when they take on the older horses. They were completely outclassed, even though the Mil- Militarise didn't have the best of luck on that particular day. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't think we'll see a three-year-old win at wait for age taking on the older horses this season. That's my No, feeling. I doubt it. No. no, I
4: doubt it. And look, Miller tries, as you said, he was good the other day. He just uh, found uh, Fangirl a bit zippy. but uh, he did a good job, fought on well. Um, yeah, but this, this blue diamond looks a cracker. I can't wait for the, uh, the barrier draw to see where they all, where they all end up on the map.
2: So the, the, just having a look at the market for the it's not up now with um, bet three six five. They might have. Um, they might be waiting for the Barry draw. As for a four seventy five. You have to feel for her in an Oakley plate, don't you, Chris? Eh? like she's done nothing wrong. She's been knocking on the door for a first Group One victory, but she hasn't won a Group One, and she's carrying top weight with the mayor's allowance. Basically, you're stiff yeah, if that works happens. Out that way. Yeah,
4: yeah, it just works out that way sometimes. It's uh, it's unfortunate. That's another. Uh, looking through the uh, the first time I looked at actually the noms for the Oakley Plate, that looks a good race. That's always a good race. Always one of my favourite days, Oakley Plate, Blue Diamond Day. Yeah, I, good. I hope the weather hope the weather pans out alright.
2: I think now with the way that the Melbourne um, Carnival set up in the summer slash slash autumn, I think Blue Diamond Day is the best of the days now for mine. Yep.
4: Yep. Faturity as well. I mean yeah. it's a cracking day's racing, isn't it? Yeah.
2: What about um at Ipswich tomorrow afternoon, mate? That Sunshine Coast meeting on Sunday felt like it was never going to never going to end. <laughs> ten
4: races on yeah. a, on a heavy ten track and I think we had fifty six scratchings, so yeah, it was a bit of a marathon after we lost that meeting on uh, on Sunday. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a long day for all concerned. Now Ipswich tomorrow, yes, uh, soft five at the moment. I don't think we're going to get much in the way of rain at Ipswich way in the next twenty four hours or so. So we'll get back to something like a good track. Only six races and smallish fields. Uh, I'm just looking at these two at this stage. Uh, race three, number six edition, is one for Tony Gollan and Angela Jones. Now. Uh, she's a filly by Saverville. She's had two starts, 1200 and 1400, and fair to say, I think she probably had her chance to win both, but she's just lacked that dash. And now she gets to 1690 meters. Uh, she draws a good gate. She'll get a nice soft run in behind the speed. I think that step up in distance will uh, probably see her win this race. So I'm keen to see how number 12 goes on the Verve. One start as a $91 shot ran on really well at Eagle Farm at 1400, but around Ipswich. With the rail at six and a half metres, it's not Eagle Farm, so that's just my slight query there. But I think Addition uh, will run really well. So race three, number six, and another one I'm keeping the eye on from the Gollum stable is in race five, The first starter, number twelve Torabella, uh, by Toronado. Two recent trials, they've both been good, particularly the latest at the Sunshine Coast. I like the way she uh, she moved up to the leader and then came clear late. I think 1350 on debut looks really nice for uh, Toran or Torabella. Sorry. So we'll see what the market throws up uh, later this afternoon, and we'll work around those two at the moment.
2: Do you like anything at um, Townsville today, dare I ask?
4: I haven't even I haven't even looked, Gareth, so I will not steer you into anything at Townsville today. So now I've been busy doing.
2: You're going. too busy doing the form for Kilcoy for Thursday.
4: <laughs> no, that's not my mediator this week. I'll be wherever they are Friday. That's what I'll be doing, and I've done – I've done Wednesday, I've got to start looking at Saturday and I'll be doing Friday as well, plus a few other meetings here and there. Friday's right. at Mackay. There can, you I, go.
2: can I ask you a question without notice, Christoph? So? Yes. Name your three three who's the like the three best horses in the country at the moment. Oh, gee, that's a tough one. Fangirl,
4: Mr. Brightside. Yes. Are the obvious two.
2: Imperatrice. Uh, and the
4: third one. Oh, well, yes, Imperatrice has to go. As yeah. a, yes, yes, without doubt, probably better than the other two. It's a great debate. Although,
2: think about it, it's going to be in there. Well, he's going to be in the thinking, doesn't he? Yeah,
4: just to narrow him down to three is not easy. No. When you throw think about it in there as well, and there's some others I'm sure I haven't thought about. But
2: it was Fan a question Saturday, without notice.
4: she looked like? like Winks on she Saturday. Fangirl.
2: J Max said that did not. He, he 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 had a chat to me off the top yesterday, and he said Gareth. Like, she's the Tay-Tay of racing. And she and she felt like Winx. Yeah. Well, he didn't, I don't think he... He rode Winx once, I think, J-Mac, and he got beat on her. But um, it uh-huh. was a Winx-like performance how she just travelled up to them at the furlong and just put them away. Um, oh, if, it, yeah, if it's she, a dry track, I don't know how they're going to beat her, to tell you the truth. Well, that's what he said. He said it's going to take a very good one.
4: I think he said post-race will take a very good one to beat her this prep. Um and maybe only a wet track will beat her. But I hope she has a clash somewhere along the line with Mr. Brightside.
2: Yeah, hopefully they will. Maybe the Queen Elizabeth. And it's mm. it's like they should pay her a um an appearance fee for the All Star Mile, to be honest. It would oh, be great to see yeah, her probably. for the All Star Mile. The All Star Mile desperately needs a fangirl. So um I know Chris Wallace said, well, we wanna we wanna stay in Sydney, but I don't know. You know, when they used to offer you to go and play football in the bush there, you just go, Well, this is <laughs> this is an offer too good to refuse, Chris.
4: Wouldn't have been me, Gareth. They wouldn't have offered me any money to play footy anywhere, I can tell you. They'd pay me money to stay
2: away. Good on you, mate. You're a star. Thanks, Chris. You're on my football <laughs> thanks, team Gareth. every day of the week. There's Chris Nelson. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. We'll talk some harness racing thanks to Gareth's Horse and Hound for of the Equine Essentials. We're facing the breeze with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer straight after this.